We got a W. Look at this. This right here, this 10 days of growth, it's coming. It's all coming. You know what I mean? It's all going to grow back. It's all going to be luscious. You can hear this song. The Patriots won, finally. Was waiting on it. Took a whole week. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw that. Tom Brady threw for 446 yards and three touchdowns. And everything is going to be fine. Everything is going to be fine. Because he basically just won with the most depleted version of that team. And absolutely torched, torched the Saints defense. Now, the Saints defense is a dumpster fire. An absolute dumpster fire. But the Patriots have a ton of options on offense. And it sucks that guys are injured. But now they're getting dudes like Philip Dorsett involved in the game, who was a first-round talent out of Miami and had a couple really nice plays in this game. A couple nice catches um, on one of the touchdowns on Chris Hogan's touchdown. Perfect rub route. He hit, that's not something the Colts do all that much. And he hit a guy one yard into the line of scrimmage. It was perfect. Hogan got a touchdown. Like, that's the stuff that you need if you're going to be successful down the road. So I'm feeling really good about the way that Philip Dorsett played, the way the offense put everything together. All right, let's get a couple things out of the way. First off, I know you're thinking the Saints defense is terrible, and it is, and it made Sam Bradford look like Tom Brady. So we get it. But the real thing is this. It is hard to win in the Superdome. Like, the Saints are traditionally really, really, really good in the Superdome, and the Patriots just walked in and just beat the crap out of them. I had said on the pre-victory podcast I thought the Patriots would get out to an early lead, the Saints would come back, and then the Patriots would put it away. I said, like, 33-27. We ended up 36-20. So I was, like, one score off on either way. It never really felt like the Saints had a chance. Maybe towards the end of the second half there was that option. But in general, the Saints don't have enough defense. They just don't. And the fact that the Patriots were able to do this despite injuries – all across the field was great. I told you guys Gronk would have a huge week, and he did, like 116 yards and six catches, and that touchdown. That touchdown, when he's running on the sidelines and you're trying to tackle him one-on-one, it's not fair. It reminds me of, like, like in an elementary school with, like, a first grader and, like, a fifth grader, and there's just, like, a complete, just, it's not possible for the first grader to tackle the fifth grader by himself. You need an army of first graders to tackle this fifth grader. Literally, Gronk's only concern there was just not to go out of bounds. He stopped running completely, basically, so that he didn't go out of bounds to just casually toss that guy aside and then, like, kicked himself loose and scored a touchdown. It was epic. And now I know what you're thinking. Yeah, Gronk could be injured, but I don't think it's a back injury. The fact that he was in full pads and on the bike, to me, makes it think, like, yeah, it's probably a groin injury. We know the Gronkowski family takes Gronk's health very, very seriously, and they're probably not going to let him go until he's a million percent. But we got Houston next week. I'm not that worried about it. They're pretty crap. I I mean, their defense is good, but they're not good. Uh, But I think Gronk will be back. I don't think it was that big a deal. I think he probably just, you know, messed something up a little bit. He'll be fine. We didn't need him later in the game. He was great. This whole week, I told you he'd have a big week because he hates – answering press conference things are like are you healthy is everything okay how why aren't you being effective and you're like oh they're holding me i know that's what they're gonna do i gotta be more physical i'm gonna be fine like when he starts answering questions about why aren't you doing well that's when you're like the next game gronk's just gonna open it up and the saints safeties are terrible so yes there is a concern gronk might have tweaked himself maybe this means Dwayne allen will i don't know actually have to play offensive football because 
he's supposed to be the guy that replaces Martellus Bennett for our second tight end, and all he's been doing out there is just blocking, which is fine, but we're running for 3.8 yards of carry, so it's not really changing the world. I think because some of the tackles are banged up, he's just being used as an extra offensive lineman, and we're not really involving him in the passing attack. But there were points of this game where the Patriots had two wide receivers healthy. I mean, Philip Dorsett had to go in the tent to check for concussions. Turned out he was okay. But at that moment in time, you had Cooks and Hogan, who had tweaked like what looked like a hamstring. There were parts of the game that he was limping. At one point, you had Hogan limping, Gronk on the bike, and Dorsett in the tent. If that is happening, and the Patriots, they just need Dwayne Allen to get the ball. I mean, that Gronk went on, they need Dwayne Allen to be a, an actual viable receiver on this team going forward. The injuries are the big concern coming out of this game. I think it's going to be okay. Another thing I told you in the pregame that happened, not as much as I expected, but the slot running back. Slot wide receiver might be dead for a little bit. We'll have to see how Amendola comes back, but I have a feeling he's valuable enough. They're not going to play him as many snaps as we saw in week one. I think Amendola is going to be on a snap count over the past couple years. We've seen Amendola in the regular season get about 30, 30 or so percent of the snaps. And that's where he should be until the end of the season. Then he ratchets it up, and in the playoffs, he's getting the snaps all the time. The Patriots are going to have slot running backs. Uh, we saw a great example of it on the Rex Burkhead touchdown at the beginning of the game. They looked like they were in a heavy formation. They had a fullback and Burkhead out there. They brought the fullback out wide, so he takes a linebacker or a defensive back out there. And then they brought Burkhead into the slot. And now, all of a sudden, they went from a power formation to a pass-oriented formation, and you have Burkhead in the slot on a linebacker man-to-man, -man, which is not an advantage for the linebacker. They snap the ball, and Gronk gets double-covered by the safety because he's Gronk, and he's fucking huge, and he's amazing, so you got to cover him. And then that puts the slot running back in a one-on-one -on -one against the linebacker, and they're going to win that almost every time. Brady threw a beautiful, dropped it right in the bucket. Boink! Right in the bucket. Nice little catch there for Burkhead for the touchdown. Um, the slot running back is going to be a big thing. James White had a nice catch. Uh, I think eight catches for 85 yards. He had one of them out of the slot. You're going to see more and more slot running backs. I can't wait till we see Deion Lewis out there, who was productive in limited touches today. I told you guys the running backs need about 40 touches. That's what we're going to be looking at this season, 40 touches from those four running backs combined. They got 38 today. 38 is pretty damn good. Um, there were some moments where they could have gotten even more touches, a couple runs where I feel like we – Still have some blocking problems. Nate Solder doesn't look completely healthy to me. He didn't practice the whole preseason. He still looks a little banged up. So I'm worried about him. Um, Cam Fleming was in the game more than I expected because Marcus Cannon's had a little bit of a bum ankle, that they're still running opportunities for this offensive line. But altogether, I mean, they protected Tom Brady pretty damn well. He had a lot of time, all, almost the whole game, 446 yards. I mean, the Saints aren't good on defense. They're not good at pass rush particularly. But I think there was one sack that I remember in a competitive setting and then the one he slid down so they could kick a field goal. That, the blocking I thought was good today can be better for run blocking. Big things coming out of this game from new players on the Patriots. The first one, Dietrich Wise Jr. Dietrich Wise Jr. is the only draft pick from this season that is actively on the Patriots roster because the other guys are on IR or they got cut or they're, they're gone um, and we traded picks for Cooks and we got picks taken away and all that crap. Wise is the only one on the roster. He actually played pretty well in week one. He was really good in this game. I think he had two sacks or at least a sack and a huge pressure on third down. That stuff is key because with Hightower out, they were using him as a third down pass rusher. But now he was not in the game. He might not be in the game for a couple weeks, honestly. 
So with that situation happening, then we get to a situation where we got to need guys like Dietrich Wise and Harvey Lange to start playing well off the edge. And I think that's a big, big thing. You've got to be a key player off the edge for this team. Um, if you are those guys in those roles, an undrafted rookie and a drafted rookie, it's really, really important that you're playing key off the edge. Also, Philip Dorsett, in his second game, he has been on the team basically as long as this beard, which is 10 days of growth, but we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. I shaved in back-to-back days. I shaved Thursday before the season, and then I shaved Friday morning. So basically, I haven't shaved back-to-back days since, like I said, since Nam. And I knew the Patriots weren't going 0-2 because I said before they haven't been 0-2 since before I did the back-to-back shave, which is like Korea. It's been forever since they've been back-to-back losses. So there haven't been two games under 500 in a bazillion years. We're going to be fine, and we were today. But Philip Dorsett, huge catch down the right side on a back shoulder pass where Brady was hit when he was throwing it, which I thought was a great play by him. Awesome deep bomb coming across the field, made a competitive catch with two guys trying to defend him. When he went up and caught that ball, I thought he was Brandon Cooks because I've been watching Brandon Cooks do that. And when it came down, it was Philip Dorsett. I was like, dude. He, the reason he wasn't good in Indianapolis, one of them, was because he wasn't catching the ball in those opportunities. And if he keeps doing that, there's a lot to like there. Really like Philip Dorsett. Um, those two guys are new. they got to keep stepping up in this program. I think, in general, the bad things, like I said, the running backs need to play a little bit more effectively, especially carrying the ball. 3.8 yards a carry just isn't enough. The Saints' rush defense was terrible last week against Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. That lets me. That makes me even more disappointed in how low those yards per carry were. The good news is that Jonathan Joseph was really good. I said before the game, I thought a guy like Eric Rowe might have a big game because I thought he could run with um, Ted Ginn. What the Patriots actually did a lot of was they just played sides. Malcolm Butler on the right side, Stephon Gilmore on the left side. The cornerbacks I thought were great. Gilmore got beaten maybe twice. Butler got beaten maybe twice. One time he made an am- He's so good with his hands right when the receiver's about to catch the ball. He knocks it out all the time. I don't know how he does it. His reactions must be unbelievable. Um, but Jonathan Joseph played great. I didn't. I was worried about Jonathan Joseph. I like Justin Coleman, Pat's fourth corner. They cut him, and they brought in a guy, Jonathan Joseph. You guys are like, who the hell is that? It's the Patriots' fourth corner. And honestly, number 31, he had a good game today. He jumped off sides on a field goal kick. It ended up working out okay. But he had two key plays with his back to the line of scrimmage. Why I think that's important is because the Saints had game plans to attack certain players in the Patriots' defense, and one of them was Patrick Chung in man-to-man coverage. It's known, I've been yelling it for two years, if you listen to this podcast, you know, Patrick Chung is not good with his back facing the line of scrimmage. He's not good running trail coverage behind a receiver. And the Saints kept spreading out so Patrick Chung would be on the line of scrimmage one-on-one, and he would get beaten, and he would be in trail coverage, and the Saints were exploiting that pretty much consistently in the game. Uh, Patrick Chung had a really tough game. I think two touchdowns were scored against him in coverage, and... Jonathan Joseph did really well in those same trail coverages when they tried to exploit him instead of Patrick Chung. So that might mean Jonathan Joseph is going to get more opportunities if he keeps playing well like this, which I feel really, really good about. Um, Eric Rowe wasn't as great. Patrick Chung got attacked. The other things I said, we had to hear the names Landon Roberts and David Harris a lot because that would mean the linebackers were making plays. David Harris I didn't even see on the field. 
So I think he was pretty much irrelevant. And as far as I'm concerned, if he doesn't start getting playing time on this team, they might have to shop for someone else because it doesn't make sense to me to have a run-stopping linebacker who's not playing um, when you could use a pass coverage linebacker because we don't have that many of them. Alandon Roberts was serviceable today, but he cannot cover the pass. And he has problems when he gets blocked at the line of scrimmage. He can't get off a block to make a tackle. A Landon shooting Frey Roberts, he picks a hole, he guns through it, and he can make good plays. Honestly, sideline to sideline is not a strength. We saw it on the fourth and one where Peterson got the first down. He just couldn't tackle him, just not fast enough. And we saw it on a couple big runs by the Saints, 10, 15-yard runs, where once he gets blocked, he can't strip off a block. And I think that's really important. Um, we have to see more from a Landon Roberts. I thought... The cornerback play was really good, and that's what's going to drive the entire defense of the Patriots. It's going to drive the entire defense of the Patriots. Kyle Van Noy was good. I see why we're giving him money. Honestly, he's calling all the plays. Like I said, Hightower is the second most irreplaceable Patriot. I think he's even more irreplaceable than Rob Gronkowski, and he wasn't out there. So you got Hightower out. You got Van Noy calling all these plays, running a bunch of coverages, and I thought he was pretty good out there. But honestly, Alandon Roberts is a run stopper. It's okay, but it still needs work, and it still makes me nervous. So Patrick Chung and Alandon Roberts and the running offense, those are the things we need to improve. But as long as Gronk is healthy, it's fine. I thought Brady's decision-making was great. There were a couple passes. It looked like he was getting hit right when he threw, like that one Cook should have had a touchdown. Instead, he had to catch it on the one. Um, that was a big one. There was one to Dorsett. thing I was most mad about was in the red zone, they got the ball down to the one-yard line. Then they snapped a running play too early when they were trying to catch the Saints out of position, which they do all the time to not a lot of success. I don't know why they keep doing it because they do it constantly, and it never seems to work. Got a five-yard penalty, then a holding penalty, and now it's first and goal from the 16 instead of from the one. Super dumb play. The reverse of that was at the end of the second half, do you guys see how fast the field goal unit got on the field? Like, Brady ran slid, which I hated, with 14 seconds left and no timeouts. They ran their rush field goal unit onto the team, onto the field, which means that all of the offensive linemen just stay on the field, and they only replace the quarterbacks and uh, linebackers, or the quarterbacks and wide receivers. That's it. They ran on the least amount of people that they could run on, and in 11 seconds, they were set up, snapped a field goal, and kicked it in. That's really good coaching. I honestly don't think any other team in the NFL is at a situation where they can have a quarterback slide there with no timeouts and turn that over for a field goal kick in 11 seconds. That was really, really good coaching. I thought the defense, man, Matt Patricia coached them really well. A lot of the yards that you're going to see, they were just dumb yards. In the end of the game, they just gave Drew Brees like 80 yards, 100 yards, just by playing conservative to elongate the game so they knew they had a win. But the way that they were holding the Saints to like 13 points and basically no running game for a majority of the game, I was totally okay with the way that Matt Patricia did. That gives me a lot of faith in a defense that looked terrible. Like I said last week, five major plays screwed the Patriots. Three times they couldn't get a first down with one yard to go. All runs, they couldn't get it. We saw in the game on third and one, they needed it, and Gillesley got it. And there were two plays the Chiefs had of over 75 yards. The Pats' defense did not let that happen. Absolutely did not let that happen. That was huge. Basically eliminated a majority of the big plays. I think there was one down the sideline. Um, to Brandon Coleman over Stephon Gilmore. That was a perfect throw by Drew Brees. But for the most part, a lot of the big plays were eliminated. Oh, there was another one where Stephon Gilmore got completely illegally picked on the other side of the field, and the guy was running loose, and I can't believe it wasn't a penalty because the pick plays are out of control in the NFL. Out of control. 
But if a guy completely extends his arms to hit another defender and someone's running free and you're a referee, you should you should acknowledge that. Like, you should know it should happen. Saints did it on one touchdown play that they had, and then they did it for a really long game up the sidelines. The Patriots are doing it too, but I don't think they extend their arms. Like, this guy blatantly extended his arms. It was absolute trash. Um, I really love that third and one late. I want to see the running backs get the ball even more. I'm looking for more of what we saw a little bit of in the second half, which was Deion Lewis and James White out there at the same time. I was excited for it last year, and it never seemed to be effective. This is the time to use it. If you have all these guys banged up, you bring them out there. Teams have to acknowledge that you might run. You can run a little bit successfully, and then you start spreading teams out. Spreading teams out, getting those guys in the slot. Love slot guys. Got to be a slot guy. Need some. The running back slot is the new slot. Ladies, the running back slot is the new slot. James White, Rex Burkhead, Deion Lewis, we're going to see him there. Three touchdowns, 446 yards, the first win of the season. The Pats are on easy street to win this division. We just got to be healthy at the end of the season and hopefully be getting some home field. I mean, that's really it. Patriots chicken, bet the money line, win the money, roll it over, right? Bet the money line 200, win 75, roll it over. Next week, we got 275. We're just rolling it, rolling it, rolling it, rolling it. 15 and 1. That's what we're feeling right now. 15 and 1. Um, I believe it's Houston next week, and I'm not worried about their rookie quarterback, and I'm not worried about Bill O'Brien. And they have a good defense, but it's based a lot around pass rushers. Um, so I would expect the Patriots to be playing a lot of tight ends, a lot of tackles, and throwing the ball to the running backs constantly, which is great because that's what this team is designed for. Patriots are trying to take four running backs and get them on the field as much as possible and get them the ball in good matchups in space. I love it. I absolutely love it. The one thing to monitor, Gronk's health. Um, I think he's going to be okay. This one felt different than the Hightower one. Uh, and, you know, if Amendola comes back off this concussion, we should be in good shape. Use him for about 30% of the snaps in the slot when we need him. But I think, really, we're going to be in okay position. Next week will be a good show to see if this offense can score against a good defense they scored okay against kansas city this week we need to see if they can score against a good defense in houston in terms of the other side of the ball the fact that the defense is banged up and they're playing houston that's a huge advantage for the patriots houston does not have a lot of weapons they have lamar miller they have deandre hopkins and then they got a quarterback who can scramble and doesn't really know the nfl and he's a rookie quarterback against bill belichick and matt patricia it's going to be hard he's going to see looks he's never seen before something's going to look exactly like something at the line of scrimmage and it's going to completely change so basically with deshaun watson you just have to set the edge and not let him scramble too much does that make me a little nervous yes because the landon roberts not exactly a great edge setter some of these guys harvey Langy struggled Really bad setting the edge at defensive end the whole preseason. So when you get a guy like Deshaun Watson next week, you need dudes like Trey Flowers to step up and play really, really effectively. And you need guys like Pat Chung to have better games than they had this week. He was exposed coverage this week. I don't think that's the case because I don't think you have to cover that same style against Houston. He's going to be up close to the line of scrimmage next week. He's going to be tackling a lot of guys. They love to throw to the tight end in Houston way more than they should because it's not that effective so i would expect him in man-to-man on the tight end which i'm not worried about and close to the line of scrimmage making sure lamar miller doesn't do anything crazy and making sure deshaun watson doesn't run all over the place i would like to see the patriots hold the the houston texans under 20 points i mean this is a team that we beat with Jacoby Brissett last year playing quarterback as a rookie third string and his thumb was like broken 
he basically like couldn't hardly grip the football. And we put him on IR the next week. We put him on IR the next week because his thumb didn't work. And in that game, he had like a 40-yard touchdown run and basically just was somehow effective enough to win. So we replaced that with Tom Brady. Better weapons around him, missing Edelman. But we're going to be fine. And the offense, they just don't have a quarterback yet in Houston. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson can be good at some point. But can the defense play well enough? I wonder, this is my other thing, sometimes the Pats seem to do sides and sometimes the Pats seem to do matchups. And we've seen this over the years. Sometimes they'll give Malcolm Butler Antonio Brown. Sometimes what they've done historically in the past is they will take DeAndre Hopkins and they will cover him with a safety and a cornerback at the same time. Logan Ryan used to be the guy who played his best games against DeAndre Hopkins. It would be Logan Ryan and a safety over the top, and then Malcolm Butler would just take away the other side of the field. So we're thinking, how are they going to do it this year? Are they going to have Gilmore just follow him all over the place, or are they going to play sides again and just be like, our two corners are good enough that we're just going to play sides, and wherever you go, that guy plus a safety is going to be on DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's what it will be. A safety will just shade to whatever side Hopkins is on. Whatever cornerback he runs out to will cover him. They not Deshaun Watson's going to lock in on him, probably make one, maybe two key interceptions trying to throw balls to him. And then we just have to make sure Lamar Miller doesn't do anything crazy and Deshaun Watson doesn't run for about 80 yards. I'd like to see Houston kept under 20 points, and I think it'd probably be closer to about 13 or 14, and I'd like to see the Pats up around 30. 30 is the consistent number for the Pats. If the Pats are hitting 30, the running backs are close to 40 touches, then they're going to be fine. It's very hard for the Patriots to score 30 and lose. Yes, we've seen it, but it's very hard. So there you go. A little post-victory show, a little pre-victory little glimpse in there for next week. I will be back next week with a pre-victory podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, the Patriot Game Podcast. Make sure you listen to my videos. Comment, betwith.co slash dspin for sports gambling. Seriously, you can make a lot of money off it, and they do all the analytics. They play it like the stock market, smarter than I am at knowing analytics, but not at knowing football. And I've been on Twitter all game tweeting about the game from BWC Picks, which is their Twitter handle. So if you're into the Twitter world, start reading my shit. And I think that's it. Go Pats. Another, let's keep the beard. I want it, I, I need my, my flavor back, you know, my swagger back. And like Matt Patricia has that big, I want a, a Matt Patricia. I'm going to get that back. I'm going to get that back. I think in the Patriots documentary, I think it was Do Your Job 2, or I can't remember which one it was, but they were saying that Matt Patricia keeps the swagger in his beard. I'm, I'm really liking that vibe. I need my swagger back in my beard. All right, peace out. Go Pats.